0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Rally Caps, a podcast for the creative entrepreneur building a business for the long haul. Today, we are joined by a mother of three, soon to be four, married to a stunningly handsome man. <laughs> Sabria Floberg is a low-key, wickedly talented interior designer, having launched and run her side hustle nestled home for three years. She turned a 2003 granite counter loving tan blob of a loft into Chicago's most pristine and sought after apartment in the whole city. No thanks to that handsome husband who barely helped with the flip. Recently, she embarked on a new business venture with a dear friend finding and collecting pieces for people's homes. Finding things at thrift stores, through wholesale, and beyond, this new business named Kindly Collected has been taking off steadily over the past seven months. It's often said that she isn't hated by any because of her kind and gentle demeanor. She loves modern dance, foot rubs, home birth, Budweiser, not together, those last two. Also, a cold Coke (laughs) on a summer's day, Uh, summers in the backyard, and mushrooms as a topping on everything. Is all that true, (laughs) Sabria? Gross.
1: Everything except for the mushroom part and the wickedly handsome husband. Oh my (laughs) God! (laughs) Whoa. Like, is there a better adjective than that could be handsome?
0: Oh That real sweet then.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so thanks for jumping on the pod. This is a really kind of informal episode since Steven is out traveling this week. Wanted to lighten the load for him for recording, so we figured we'd do kind of a low-key little episode in our living room in the condo that we are moving out of very soon, yeah. which we will get to that later. But I think a lot of people just kind of like if any of you listening kind of follow me on YouTube and um, kind of wanted to sneak peek into our lives a little bit more. This is going to be a great place to kind of unveil a lot of that and Mm -hmm. where we're at with life right now. So I wrote a series of questions to kind of guide the conversation because it might be awkward. We don't talk very often. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we usually
1: write questions down when we (laughs) have conversations date night just like come with a
0: a book full of questions yeah uh so uh let's break it down tell us about your two businesses Mm -hmm. when did they start and how did they come to fruition
1: okay you're gonna have to help me because i don't know when i started nestled home 2017
0: three years ago when we moved into this condo 2018
1: 2018 okay yeah yep so um a little backstory for me is that i was a college dropout um i went to oakton community college for my freshman year and then transferred to illinois state sophomore year to be um in the dance program and i had every intention of finishing there with a dance degree um, in teaching actually dance education but then switched over to dance performance and realized that i didn't want to get a degree in dance performance i figured pretty niche (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's a lot of money to go to school and it's not a degree you need to have in order to be yeah in a company and have a career as a dancer so um i dropped out after sophomore year and um eric and i were engaged the following year we got married the year after that moved back to chicago and i continued um with dance so i had been teaching performing here and there um we started our family Almost immediately. <laughs> so, not planned. Yeah. So then we were uh, very, you know, juggling. Very young parents. Yeah. We were 22. Yeah. Um, juggling parenthood, making new friends, life in the city. Um, and we
0: wanted to move to Chicago. We had the chance to live in central Illinois,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which oh, is yeah. not the most exciting place in the world. Uh-huh. Some would argue, some have called it. <laughs> I can't say. It's too offensive. What? <laughs> the armpit of America. Oh, my
1: gosh. No, that's Gary, Indiana.
0: <laughs> oh, OK. That is. Yeah. I'm so sorry if you live in Gary. <laughs> um, and
1: Central Illinois. I guess you were just calling it. Yeah. I mean, our
0: college town, we we were in college together for a year. The name yeah. of the town our college was in is Normal, Illinois.
1: Yeah. It's your most basic.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's a population of like 80,000, but it's like, if you're looking to be a creative entrepreneur.
1: You will die. In, in
0: 2013, it wasn't the most exciting idea. But mm-hmm. I don't know now with what the internet is. Yeah, you it could, could make it work. Yeah, it could, it could be way different. So yeah. it didn't feel as also, much like that. weren't
1: we then. thinking about Peoria?
0: We were thinking about, yeah. Because
1: you got a job offer. I did, yeah. My Peoria. student
0: teaching, I was becoming a teacher.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Peoria is a little more of like a city. A little yeah. more. <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> um fired again. but yeah, so yeah. So it was I was dance was always part time and um I was full time mom, which was always my dream and it's continued to be my dream. Um so how many years of that? Let's see. Three years of that. Um we had a second kid. And then, I don't know, it just started to get really stressful. So my teaching schedule was after school hours. Um, Eric was teaching at the time. So uh, each year I cut back a day, I think. But it was still just kind of like frustrating to not have a number of nights together. Because he would be gone in the morning, afternoon, and then I would leave for work. Um, And... We had a lot of help from family um, initially, but then once we had our second, we started hiring for child care. Because nobody
0: wants to watch two kids for free.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just more complicated and yeah. Scout, it wasn't...
0: You want the consistency. Yeah. And so Scout was a little...
1: Our,
0: it was difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not just like a baby you can cart around anywhere anymore. Sure. A toddler.
0: So balancing our personal life became much more difficult when yeah. it came to me running my business because at that time I was still teaching full time Mm -hmm. so I was gone in the mornings and all day and then I was editing at night and shooting on the weekends watching Scout while you were gone teaching Mm -hmm. chaos
1: so there was and there was a window in there where we'd have a sitter between me having to leave and Eric getting home yeah and unfortunately we didn't always have the most reliable sitters and so there were a number of times where they would cancel really last minute, but I had a class to teach, and I was either telling Eric, like, you need to come home early, or, like, dropping them off at my parents' house. Um, and that happened just... I don't know if maybe we were super unlucky, or maybe that's just the nature of, like, hiring babysitters sometimes. Yeah. But um, it became really stressful. Uh, I felt like childcare and lining that up, even though we didn't even have it that much, was a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'd get in a groove and then our babysitter would graduate from college and we have to find someone else again. So um, I just got really old, really fast. And I started to think about um, how nice it would be to have a job where I could work from home and have a little more flexibility and not have to like clock in and out at a dance studio. Um,
0: and some of that was fostered too, because like my business was then full time going into 2016 and we had enough of a financial base to,
1: yeah, consider dropping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause Your I, teaching.
1: yeah, my teaching was always, it was maybe
0: like bringing a thousand
1: supplemental. bucks a month. Yeah. It was never yeah. a ton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eric's job was definitely at a point where. I could have totally dropped everything if I wanted to yeah. be stay-at-home mom. Um, but I knew I wanted to have something on the side still. Um, so meanwhile, we became really good friends with um, Matt and Megan, born. And I feel like they honestly, if we wanted to pinpoint it to like, two people don't you feel like they opened our eyes to the creative world yes yeah and just like yeah i mean we walked we walked into their home and we were like
0: this is sick yeah they had a loft in the Mm -hmm. west loop of chicago we went there in like 2013
1: yeah like we're like people live like this oh this is so cool it's like open concept Uh uh-huh
0: like it's styled.
1: And like it's wild. not only, it wasn't only that, but like they had candles lit and there was an ambiance <laughs> there, you know, the lighting, it was just, when you were there, it felt really special and homey. We and weren't used to
0: city life. Like a no, lot of people probably yeah, care it was about their probably, interiors like that in the city. Yes. It's not like cookie cutter, suburban, you know, like yeah. we both kind of grew up in that setting. So it was like, it's not wrong. It's just. No, it's just kind of how a lot of people live, and so we got this taste of just what like cool attention to detail, like right. Feel like.
1: Yes, and um, I think both Eric and I being like leaning towards creativity in general,
0: we wanted fell Instagram in love bangers. with that. What
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> fell in love with, um, <laughs> 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 just I don't know the idea that like wow. Your home can feel like this all the time, and I I look back at the way we decorated our first apartment, and it's like, whoa, we've come a long way. Um, We thought that was so cool back then, though. And it was a lot of DIY, some chevron. Oh my gosh, it's cringy. Bed Bath and Beyond furniture, Craigslist couches, whatever. It was fine. It was a great um, start. We, yeah. had, we had no money when we first got married. Yep. So um, it was a gradual process. But it was um, fun.
0: It was fun to just like make the apartment our own. We asked our yes. landlords, can we paint one of the walls in the kitchen black? Um, and they were like,
1: what? Yeah, they were like, uh,
0: But since we are such good tenants, they're like, okay. As yeah. long as you paint it back to white.
1: Yeah. Well, we out. lived in that apartment for one year without touching it, right? Yeah. Yellow walls. Yeah. So we didn't know how long we'd be there. And we kind of figured it would be, here was our plan we we're like we'll live in the city for a couple years and then we'll start having kids mm-hmm. and we'll move to the suburbs um and after that year we were like we are not ready
0: i wasn't sold on moving to the suburbs back then i was like we could have a home in chicago in the city. yeah
1: i just figured we would because you were teaching in the suburbs <laughs> yeah um at we the thought time i was going to teach for like 10
0: years yeah but that didn't we didn't, happen. We
1: didn't think his business would t- like take off as quickly yeah. as it did Mm-hmm so, um, yeah, that all changed. We were already, like, six months into pregnancy when we were renewing the lease. And we're like, we don't want to leave here. And so then after we renewed, then we started to transform our space. We painted the walls white for the most part. I think Scout's room is blue changed. and gray. Yeah. Uh, we well, had an accent wall in all of your- Yeah, and it did. and it, And then we got new furniture and just started... Caring we a lot more the
0: hardware on the kitchen cabinets. Yeah. And like, it's like, Whoa, it's yep. fun to kind of Just, play with that. Stuff. Yeah. I
1: mean, it was still a rental, so you can only do so much, Yeah, but we really did change it. Hanging curtains. Yeah. Um
0: so this is where you had your first taste. Yes. And so fast forward to, we have two kids. Uh, we're not, we're not even pregnant with the third yet, but no. we decide it's time to purchase Yeah. some real estate.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: not even like, not even change the amount of square footage we have to live in, but let's buy a condo in the city.
1: Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. We just didn't want to be renters anymore, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think me being me, I was like, I want to start investing in real estate. Like I want to own Mm -hmm. something. Um,
1: and I mean, we did upgrade in a lot of ways in this place, like not having a flight of stairs to walk up to. Yeah. Was super nice with having kids. a doorman, mm-hmm. more
0: storage,
1: a garage space.
0: I, let's be honest, we really wanted like just a much cooler space, yeah, totally. We wanted to furnish and like mm-hmm. design a really cool space,
1: yeah. And as creatives, we learned that the space that you're in affects your creativity and affects, 100%. um, I don't know, it just trickles into so. This is getting into why. I do what I do, but I Good. think it affects all areas of your life. And um, yep. so, yeah, we closed on the condo, and um, those same people, Matt and Megan, were moving to Utah. And I had been playing around with the idea at this point for like, I don't know, maybe half a year. I was like, what if I got into interior design? And I think
0: Megan was an interior designer. Yeah, so Megan was an interior with designer with a company
1: um and for yes. yeah um and then they were moving to utah yeah. so um i just figured okay i'll have to go back to school if i want to do this i need a degree um who am i to just start putting my name out there and being like let me decorate your homes <laughs> um and I so mean, that's uh, how
0: we all feel as as I know. entrepreneurs like yeah. everybody is starting that imposter imposter syndrome immediately hits
1: yeah
0: and you get your first few clients Mm -hmm.
1: well thanks to megan because i was running Mm. all this by her saying what should i do should i go back to school or do i just start and it was was
0: also paired with organic because we started we started remodeling the condo because we got it i said it in the intro like we got this place as a brown blob yeah it had like orange hardwood floors Uh that we sanded and stained a good color yeah, we got rid of tan. the granite countertops. Mm-hmm. Everything was like early two thousands, beige, carpet. tan, nasty carpet in the yeah. bedrooms. Hardwoods in there, mm-hmm. factory hardwood. Um, but the the first thing we tackled was the kitchen.
1: Well, floors and walls. Well, yeah, which we honestly painted. Was and that huge. was before. Yeah, yeah.
0: So getting the walls all white, fourteen foot ceilings. So just yeah, it just feels so huge in mm-hmm. here. And you have the exposed brick and the concrete, and it used to be a shoe factory. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's definitely got a cool. Funny factor. story was I mm-hmm. bought a bike from someone who lived in this building five years prior. It was the first time I saw this building, and then always kind of had it in the back of my head, like, oh, it'd be really cool to live in that building. I looked up units on Zillow. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that place is sick. It's got like ten foot windows and mm-hmm. huge ceilings, and the first like the first place we looked when. We were looking to buy a condo. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check out the Shoemaker Lofts and mm-hmm. see, you know, yep. and yeah.
1: And then full circle. Was it the same bike? Got stolen, Got out, stolen of out of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> like a month after living some here. some bandit for it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, basically, Megan was like, you don't need to go back to school and experience is going to be everything i'm leaving chicago and i have clients that are coming back to me for work that i'm happy to pass your way Mm -hmm. um which was huge because i don't know i mean it would have looked very different had i been starting from nothing Scratch. yeah. yeah so she was kind of coaching me through with that client
0: go ahead sorry
1: yeah so um this client uh I did a walkthrough and I remember like shaking, walking into her door because I didn't want her to know this was my first ever client. Yeah, (laughs) totally a fake. And I was calling, texting Megan the way there, all the way back. We talked about what I needed to ask, what I needed to do. Um, Yeah, I just had to act like I had been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. So true um because I didn't I wanted to put her at ease and then um it she was a dream client everything ended up being so great um Megan did kind of like coach me through it but I did gain a lot of confidence pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and um learned as I went you know I was sending over mood boards never had made a mood board never had used photoshop before watching youtube videos learning how to make it Sending it over again, like to her knowledge I've been doing this for years, but nope, that was the first ever food board I've ever made. And um yeah, I mean
0: But the difference was you had a natural you had a very natural hack for it. Like you could put stuff together that was really good. Yeah, you, and it was you knew so good style, you had a good fun. backbone.
1: And it was yeah, yeah it was really fun, for Super you to fun, do super fulfilling, super it felt exciting. Like a, an
0: art project. Yes. Yeah. And it was
1: really fun for me to learn a new skill too. I mean, like dance was like my life. I had been doing it forever. And to be so outside of my comfort zone doing something that I didn't know that I was gonna be good at or necessarily. Formally. Yeah. Um, that was kind of thrilling and cool, affirming, like really affirming, whatever yeah. I'd get good feedback from the client or from Megan, if I ever, or Eric, even if I ran stuff by where, people,
0: where was the intersection of, you know, we finished the kitchen.
1: Uh, that was a while after. Yeah. Like, I think I had started Nestled Home a year before that. Wow, maybe okay. or maybe like six but to eight months. But that's where things before. started
0: to pop off more because.
1: Well, yeah. So I had this one client, and then she referred me to another, and so the the majority of my work has come from referrals. Yeah. Which and As most thank creative goodness, people. yeah, and thank yeah. goodness, like that first client was such a great one mm-hmm. that all of her referrals have been for really the most part, great. Her
0: well, and mm-hmm. like made sure she was taken care of, and yeah,
1: yeah and then also megan sometimes just getting random inquiries again from chicago and community. saying yeah yep. um so we finished the kitchen i remember vividly like before new year's we spent on 9 months renovating the 2018. kitchen 2018
0: just living in hell yeah for it was not fun half done kitchen for almost a year yeah wouldn't recommend so it i was so busy yeah. with stuff i just didn't have the time i always
1: say like Ugh, it's we, so conflicting diy is really conflicting because it's we didn't have the cash to to hire contractors for it yeah and it's also as we we have learned because we've done both we've we've hired out now and we've done it all ourselves and the biggest difference is nobody's going to care as much as you right so um even if you go into it with way less experience than a professional um chances are you're not going to let things slip yeah, as much as they will corners. You're gonna be a perfectionist about it. you'll
0: be really proud of it too.
1: Yeah, and that feeling of just like, we made this is so amazing. so awesome, it's so fun Um, to stare at it. Yeah, yeah. whereas like when somebody else does it, you walk in really critically and you know that they have more experience, but it's just a job to them. And so they're just gonna let things slide and look past little flaws that you probably wouldn't have let slide. <laughs> um
0: But you, I mean, I take some photos of the kitchen. We, I take photos of the whole place because we painted our bedroom wall black.
1: Yeah. So I was still. I think I had um been slowly building a website and a portfolio. And
0: we're like, hey, you will have a great portfolio piece with our condo. And yeah. We'll be able to showcase that, and then yep. like do a, another launch, basically. Yep. And or a full launch. That's when it happened. Where you like made the website, did all yeah. the stuff, and then we used the condo as a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, one of three projects that I had had under my belt but it at popped. the time. Yeah, yeah it so.
0: Popped. It got love on IG. Got
1: lots of attention. Lots
0: of flame emojis. Mm.
1: <laughs> it was heart eyes at the time, probably. Heart eyes. <laughs> We're talking 2018. Flame eyes is, yeah, a little Instagram, more. Instagram,
0: 2019 Instagram. <laughs> no skull emojis for laughing. No, no,
1: no. No ghosts
0: tiktok didn't even exist that's my next question
1: that's crazy do you love tiktok oh my gosh (laughs) hates it um so yes i was okay this is another funny thing because i think if i were to have been starting this now okay so these bloggers influencers that i follow who really helped my following name some um chris loves julia Mm -hmm. number one fan arrows and bow Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Those are the two that would regularly do a follow Friday. Not a follow Friday. I don't know. It was just like a share. So they had a hashtag and like once a week or maybe every other week, once a month, they would pick out photos from people who use their hashtag and share them. And um, I had a photo of our kitchen that I took. (laughs) (laughs) Always I kind of rub it, love it in, in because place. Eric took amazing photos of our kitchen, but this was just some <laughs> random photo that I took. Photo, yeah, iPhone. Disco cam. And that's the one A6. that got me like three thousand followers overnight. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Um,
0: that's so
1: awesome. And okay, I, like as I'm saying that, I'm like, what does that even matter? Because did I really get many clients from that?
0: Yeah, uh, you got you got some street. I cred. I
1: got some street cred, I guess. Yeah, street cred, and then. And like Here's we, the thing: If I wanted I mean, to push harder, I could. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also had Monique after that because Monique was looking to get her kitchen done, uh-huh. so she, she was saw another.
0: Our condo loved it. trusted yeah. you. Yeah. Monique is. We're gonna have her on the podcast soon. She's agreed. We, she just had her second kid, so we just it'll it'll just take a little while. Mm-hmm. She runs a company called Ambitious Kitchen, and they're just like. Probably the most successful person we know.
1: Yeah. Just like. She is a. Stupid. Forced good to be reckoned with.
0: Entrepreneur. Like yeah.
1: She knows what she's doing. She's
0: got. She's going to have a million followers on Instagram soon. Like she yeah. just. She puts out recipes. Like killer recipes. Uh-huh. Awesome personality. Mm-mm. Killing mom life. Like doing it all. Hiring people. Mm-hmm. She hires Sabria to do her kitchen. <laughs> just dope. I
1: was going to say like. Don't listen to me for business advice. Listen to her. Because, <laughs> um, because yeah. She, so she. The dynamic's um, different. You're different it's very personalities. Different. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So she was pregnant with Sydney at the time. I was pregnant with our third. So that was kind of fun to yeah. like bond over that. Yeah. Um, They're like six weeks apart. So that was really fun. Um, I was intimidated because even though I felt pretty confident. Monique, I knew again had a large following and was like, "I can guarantee you that people will see my kitchen and that you will get more work." And I kind of had this moment of like, "Oh crap! Like, do I want more work or can I handle more work?" No, like I I
0: always telling you, like if
1: Eric always says, "Hire people, outsource,
0: and never turn it away, raise your prices." Yeah,
1: raise my prices.
0: You raise the prices. I mean, like you. If you have a million inquiries from this one, you know, goldmine that you got of an opportunity, then you weed out, say you get 10 inquiries from it, but yeah. you weed out eight of them and get two solid ones at a much higher price, less yep. work, yep. same or, or more pay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is great advice that he gave me. But do you want to? A year and a half ago. And I just put that into practice <laughs> like yeah. last month. As um, we all do. Yeah. Always feel I, that I, again, Still I mean, I just syndrome. felt like I didn't have that credit or cred street. No, what what is the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I didn't have the credentials. That's sure. what I'm looking for to raise my prices yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any certification. I think I kept thinking in my head I needed it to be formal. I needed I to take an online class. I needed something in writing to say, to give me the boost of confidence to raise my prices, yeah. Um, but again, after talking, obviously with Eric a and then with Megan, it was just like experience. You have a lot of experience at this point. People just want your eye, yeah. and you need to be more confident in. They trust you. They They've just your like Instagram. your stuff.
0: They've seen your website. They know what your credibility is. Yeah. Um. It's the same. It's the same in the photography industry, filmmaking. Design, you just need a portfolio that proves what you can do, right? And then service that's going to make them feel like, then you knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if they love it. It's all that matters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. um So, yeah, I did Monique's, and then I've had tons of. That was probably my last bigger project. Then yeah. I've had tons of little projects here and there, mm-hmm. but that's where I was starting to feel kind of burned out because. Um, we had Linnea. So we have three kids now. And these projects weren't really fulfilling to me because they weren't buying a lot of hours from me. So it was just like, here's my space. I want to change this and this. And I would help them change those things. And at the end of it, it wasn't like I was starting with, a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. It was not really something that I felt like I was proud of. I didn't feel like it had me, like my stamp on it. It was like 85% them, 15% me. Um, so I kept walking away from these jobs feeling like I didn't get a ton out of it. Fulfillment wise, portfolio wise, um
0: offsetting the cost of babysitter now yeah
1: it was not it's like
0: becoming a wash evening out
1: no i mean
0: even it's like you're paying to have a hobby almost
1: exactly yeah and then i'm like why am i doing this if i am not at least making money to pay for my sitter like at that point i was like i want to do what i want to do like it just wasn't even i didn't want to do it anymore it became a lot less fun because i didn't have as much creative freedom yeah and so that's when i really decided
0: but let me stop you real quick because if you really wanted to if you really wanted to like dump gas on this fire Mm -hmm. you could like yeah we very well could build a business plan like you know this full well we've talked about this like you could definitely make it happen with scaling the business in different ways, and all of a sudden you're selling PDFs online, mm-hmm. you're becoming an Instagram presence, you're doing the content, you're doing all the stuff, um, but at the end of the day is, do you, do you want that? You know, And that might take mm-hmm. a few years of investing and not really profiting, but you can because the money I'm making with my business is supplementing the ability to do that, mm-hmm. very much so with like, it's similar to a single person who's carrying a part-time or full-time job and building that thing for a couple of years until they can jump to full time where mm-hmm. then you would get to the point where you could be making enough money to s- still be profiting after the babysitter childcare. Yeah. and child care. Yeah. And that's different too in a year like 2020 where there's no school like you're not dropping the kid off to yeah. public school. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, kids that you know, our that's kids the conversation at the we keep at. coming back to.
1: Yeah. Is that this season of life is, I mean, it seems long but it's going to be short. Yeah. And, Um, I think Eric and I have had many a conversation like where you're like, why aren't you doing more with this? You, there's so much potential here. I don't understand what you're waiting on or what the holdup is. And then for me, it just kept being like, when I was five years old, I said, I want to be a mom. And that would never changed Mm. throughout my whole life. My dream was to be a full-time or a mom. And our kids are young and they're home and I want to be here for it. And eventually they will be in school. So at this point, we're having our fourth kid so that, you know, like. Full circle, another not planned one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The end in sight of like being home with babies is now pushed four more years, which is totally fine. Like we're super excited and always kind of wanted more kids um especially as a bigger family
0: able to continue to diversify what i'm doing yeah
1: and be more more present sponsored
0: videos and education and yeah diversifying my business weekends not not shooting as many weddings are
1: freer to yeah be family which is fun
0: question i had was it's kind of a we're still not even to kindly collected yet but this Mm -hmm. i'm loving this conversation so far it's great (laughs) it's really fun to do with you um i was going to ask you what has it been like? Because, you know, all the way from teaching full time to then side, with side hustle to full time wedding photography and filmmaking and that being like so much work and then building the mm-hmm. YouTube channel felt like there were years of just always working nonstop. What does it felt like to have a little bit more time? Do you feel like I have more time, more flexibility mm-hmm. now?
1: Yeah. Now that um, it's more diversified. Yeah. So honestly... How many years did you end up teaching? Two or three? Three. three. Um, you know, first year marriage was just fun and we didn't have our son yet. Um, you were busy, but it was fine because I didn't have a kid and I was just homemaking and enjoying, um, you know, teaching, whatever. At, and it was really that second year that things got really difficult like with how busy you were. And then we had a, a newborn and I, Eric always tells me, I'm like, here's the thing. Generally Eric is more dramatic than I am.
0: No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I do. This is true. Like he'll, he'll say like you go to worst case scenario really fast about certain things, certain things that I really care about yeah. and family being thing I care about the most and family life and what I pictured a life looking like and so Eric was working I don't even know how like 80 hours a week how I many stupid crazy yeah 80 and I have this baby and I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna be like a single mom basically <laughs> because you're not home on the weekends and um oh, I don't know yeah, I got, I got really dramatic really fast. But he kept saying, it's not always going to be like this. It's just a season. It's just a season. And then we decided we got pregnant again. We decided to keep the teaching job just for the stability. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if insurance. we think that's a mistake or not. It, it wasn't necessary.
0: The third year of teaching was the most chaotic yeah. year of my life. It
1: wasn't necessary. Yeah. It did give us a huge leg up financially. Yes. Um, but it was kind of hell.
0: We just talked about it when, in Carrie's episode where he said Um sometimes in life in business it's worth having a chaotic yeah. season mm-hmm. where it's really, really difficult. Right. So that you can have a more comfortable season after. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but again, Eric was like, It won't always be like this, it won't always be like this. And I had a hard time believing you. Just kept
0: being that
1: because it felt like that kept being prolonged and not only that but this is the bigger of the two Mm -hmm. you love what you were doing so much yeah and i think you were a workaholic yeah and you loved being a workaholic Mm -hmm. and i saw my husband value career over family Mm -hmm. which really crushed me and i think that's why i went to this worst case scenario of like Obviously, I knew I wasn't going to be a single mom, but Workaholic just like, his whole life. yeah, like yeah. he he says he's going to be home more, but will he really I mean, ever cut? don't prove that. Mm-hmm. Will he ever say no to jobs yeah. because he loves it too much? Mm-hmm. I've always felt like I was competing with your work. Mm-hmm. And um, then when you did stop teaching, I was like a whole nother thing of you working from home for I don't know how many months. And that dynamic was really difficult. Um, It was for both of us, I think. Um, I was not flawless in my expectations of you at all. But I found, I think we both found ourselves very bitter at each other Mm -hmm. a lot. And so when Eric got a studio space, that was really huge. Game changer. Mm -hmm. And And being
0: surrounded by community yeah
1: because you were kind of getting depressed you didn't like working from home brutal you were like i haven't left the house in 48 hours especially in the winter months wouldn't go outside
0: for 48 entire hours Uh (laughs) uh-huh that's hysterical in hindsight yeah (laughs) in comparison to 2020 (laughs)
1: seriously (laughs) um but no i remember looking at him and being like this is not good for you like you're not happy which makes me not happy you're not fun to be around um
0: Get out of the house.
1: Uh, yeah, you should. You should leave like, for a little bit. Like, for a little walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we had Theo, and I think like marriage wise, we were at a very low point. Yeah. of just being like faced with the reality of the person that we married not being maybe the person we thought we married. Yeah. Um, both, both ways. Four years. You into felt that. It. Yeah. You felt that way about me. I felt that way about you. It's depressing. We were both depressed. Didn't really know how to talk about it. And then in comes the enneagram. But I won't, uh, like get off topic too much. But it actually was like kind of revolutionary for us. Yeah. I think to sum it up, it just helped us realize it's like who we are. Yeah. Who. Like we're meant to be, we needed to stop trying to make the other person more like us. Yes. Eric so wanted me it. to be more career focused. I wanted him to be more family focused.
0: Yes. I, it always blows my mind how you, the details that you remember. I don't know if it's just like, <laughs> oh, like a, a woman versus man thing. I just can't like. I don't even I re- recall that, but I wouldn't be able to pull that out in the story. Yeah. Like, then the end, like then we had this epiphany john, you don't
1: remember john Stopher in I the do. enneagram
0: yeah i wanted to listen to him because he was so cool
1: yes and i was like oh like, now ha- you listen because i had heard about the enneagram months before <laughs> had, and i was like he Eric. Like, invited
0: me to soho house and i yeah. was like this is big time <laughs> like i'm going to soho yeah. house and hanging out with john Stoffer. yeah breathe uh-huh. like oh my goodness
1: and he texts me and he's like oh my gosh, like John made me take the Enneagram test. Have you ever heard of it? And I was like, have I ever heard of it? I was like, I "I I have been trying to get you to take this stupid test for months. And now (laughs) you're like, I'm a three. I'm like, I know you're a three. (laughs) I I
0: went into that. Yes, I went into that meeting thinking we were going to talk about business and all this stuff. Like, oh, what are you working on? Like, what are you you know, maybe we could collaborate on something, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time, all he wanted to talk about was personal life (laughs) and family and... Yeah. Your personality. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there and being like, am I really logged into Enneagram.com right now? Taking, he's like making, <laughs> making me take you, yeah, the test right now. Yeah, he forced you to now. do it. But that yeah. was, yeah. It was
1: pivotal in our and relationship, honestly. It was,
0: a, it was like a pivotal life moment. Yeah. Because now John is like a dear friend. Yeah. And that was built on something substantial instead of something superficial. Totally. Which is really cool to think about. Well, right? and you
1: look at John from Instagram, yeah. like from an Instagram perspective, and you're like, Whoa. "Yeah, you like worship the ground he walks on, right?" But <laughs> then you get together with him, and he all he cares about is family and personal life. It's a, he's. And an I think for person. Eric, that was kind of like, Whoa. huh, because yeah. you were so like, man, yeah, you were so after success at that point. Yeah, you just were. Uh-huh. You wanted what he had. Yeah, but he didn't even care that much about, about what he it. had. Yeah. So it's kind of cool still
0: it's so awesome yeah, yeah that's really cool
1: um but yeah we just learned a lot about um each other and helping each other grow into those strengths um versus like being mad that we weren't more similar
0: but now our expectations are way better our communication is way better yeah Um for sure my schedule is way more flexible
1: yeah so 2020 uh or 2019 was finally the year i was starting to see
0: hey eric's making steps that
1: phrase like rubber meets the road like um yeah i was like oh okay you're telling me you care about family and i actually believe you now um you are working a little bit less some of your weekends are more free um
0: that was the epiphany point where I made the passive income video at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember I said a phrase where I was just like, 2019 was one of the toughest years of my life, like with friends and stuff. But it was like that refining year yeah. of realizing, realizing what was important. important. Mm-hmm. And that video was like, wow, I really want to go after this kind of career yeah. that gives me the flexibility to spend more time with my family. mm mm-hmm. 2020
1: yeah so obviously that forced him to be home more and then we're back to the working from home dynamic but at that point I think we were both a little more able to handle that better for me especially I just and letting
0: letting go of caring so much about the numbers and the career and just yeah just just trying to get through Yeah. yeah
1: that obviously was like shaking like we were both shaking just trying to not you know, it was like all we had was each other. <laughs> I don't want to be like at odds with each other through this. And our children. But in our children. I just mean like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to be like fighting with you at the end of the day. Like yeah. we're supporting each other through this as well. So um somebody asked me just recently, was it kind of nice, was 2020 kind of nice to not have Eric working so much because all of your weddings got postponed and I was like yeah and I had so many moments um when Friday would come I've I've got a lot of friends that are like yay Friday I'm so happy it's Friday and I never felt that never ever I hated I mean I like Fridays but I hated the looming like weekend coming up where I knew you'd be gone the whole weekend Mm -hmm. and I didn't I couldn't call my friends because they were going to be hanging out with their husbands and their families. So I felt super isolated and would end up at like my parents' house most of the time, Mm -hmm. which I'm so thankful that that was even an option. Um, but yeah, to have a Friday come around and Eric and I would be like, you know, like everybody else in 2020 making cocktails and then planning what we were going to do for the weekend. That was fun that Mm -hmm. we could do as a family and. I kept thinking, is this what normal people do? Is this how (laughs) normal people feel, like normal wives feel? Like this sigh of relief of like, oh, I can hand over some responsibility now. It's not like I have to be on for eight hours a day with the kids by myself. And I can't believe that some people experience that from the start, (laughs) (laughs) because it's been five years of not experiencing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, I definitely, to answer your question, have seen a huge shift in um your affect, um well your schedule, but also your like general desire. Um. Yeah, I believe you when you say family's important. When you know,
0: softened me quite a bit too.
1: I feel like. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know if that's political. It's hard, very cliche. Like, Sorry. My daughter. <laughs> My daughter.
1: Yeah. It's true. Though. Third kid. I mean, true. yeah, it's just. You get a
0: third one, and like.
1: Well, I think with number three, there is this sense of like, we are very much in this now. It's
0: big. Time and we're kind zone of. Defense.
1: Obviously, you're not alone. Yeah. Because, again, we have both of our families here. We are surrounded by people. We can kind of call. You know when we need it but there is a lot it uh, it was that feeling of like when we had theo but then compounded because we can't just some people just can't handle three kids and yeah. not to mention our three kids and like their ages and yeah. so again we really do have to rely more on each other and i think that just becomes more real of what we have here is really special mm-hmm. and yeah, this is why, this is what we're working for, mm-hmm. you know, to like be able to enjoy this. Yes.
0: And enjoy it. Like still hustle, like still, mm-hmm. you know, get some bags and like save them. Yeah. But start to take the foot off the gas a little bit. Like that's, has yeah. been enjoyable. For sure. So transition. Let's talk about Kindly Collected. Mm-hmm. When did it start? What is it? It's a full circle mm-hmm. again with Megan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unload.
1: So, we started Kindly Collected last year in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. And I was just thinking, I wonder what the statistic is. How many businesses were started, started in 2020? In Epic. Because and everyone. It is. Like,
0: Nestled Home wasn't uh, an incorporated business, but Kindly it is. It still isn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: No, Kindly Collected is because it's totally different. It's sales. And so it's you an have to have all these LLC. legit. We've got a tax ID, you In know,
0: Utah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's where Megan's based. Mm-hmm.
1: So it was super different. Where you know, nestled home, when I started it, I wasn't out any money. I was just
0: you going to a overhead. client's
1: house. Yeah, there's no overhead. I'm just making money, which yeah. is awesome. And um, you're
0: faced with inventory.
1: Yeah. So for kindly collected, you have What's to. The idea? Okay, so what? kindly collected is. Related to interiors, so Megan and I, Megan still does interior design in Utah, and we uh text all the time, she's one of my best friends. We were talking about how we like feel this lack, um, in the de- home decor yeah. <laughs> world space. Yeah. For um, certain pieces that when we are finishing up a home as designers and when we want to go in, put finishing touches on them, you know, we're missing pieces Mm -hmm. and clients don't know what to buy. They're at such a loss. They might even have good style, but they just don't know how we always when we were, you know, this was like dream stage. We kept calling it. They need pieces that are the cherry on top. To make a house feel like a home, there's always something special about on it. The
0: top does not sound as good as Kindly of Collective.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't having, know if that was ever okay, a name idea, but, <laughs> but
0: but side note, like even just you saying that is making me go. Instead of just catering to an open market, what would it look like for you guys to cater to designers?
1: That's actually what we're talking about right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is all colliding. Everything's kind of yeah. coming
0: I mean, that crazy. could just scale it so much Or
1: bigger. I just had the thought, um, staging, home staging. Yeah. Um, Because, anyways, I'll get there. But... Yeah. Uh,
0: What's it? What, I mean, how do you get your inventory? It's a mixed bag of stuff.
1: It's yeah, so... um,
0: Thrifted, it's wholesale, it's ethically sourced, it's like yep. all these well, things.
1: Well, the name Kind was like quickly, almost immediately thrown in there because Megan really wanted for this, you know, she's like, anybody can start a business. I want this to be more than just like extra income for us because we don't really need it. Mm -hmm. Um, We want this to make an impact. And um, so when we thrift, the thrift stores usually have... um, I can't think of the word. I mean, like Goodwill provides jobs to people, Salvation Army, you know, like there's awesome stuff in there. Yeah. When you're buying from them, but then also just recycling Mm -hmm. and not buying something new that was made in a factory, not buying something that was made overseas or anyone can buy on Amazon. Um, So then we found this website that you can um, source products through wholesale. And we kind of, honed in on looking for things that were ethically made, made by women. What's the word I'm looking for? Not substantial. All the
0: things millennials are looking for.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes I mean, I don't it makes mean that to just sound like,
0: like a cliche, but like for a good reason.
1: Yeah, I, and I have personally done this where I know if I'm paying a little extra for something, which I think home decor falls into that category, In general, like you don't really need this, yeah. But you want it, it and you you want to have that feeling of, well, I'm not just buying this thing; I'm also supporting a good cause. And I really do think that helps. I mean, it's a little bit of a psychological game, but again, personally, I've done that myself.
0: Your passion about like. The home and space you create is how it's going to help you.
1: Exactly. And I think that's something that we have to get across. That's our probably the hardest thing to do to get across to people. Okay. I know this looks like this stupid. Knickknack. Yeah. Like clay knot or something. Yeah. And, it, but at the same time, it's not, it's not just a piece How's of it gonna help decoration. going to help you feel
0: the way we felt walking in. To yeah. Megan and Matt's. Like place if you walk into a
1: room and that's the first thing you see and you smile and you feel happier, that is that changes your mood, that changes your day. Same with art. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've we have this print on the wall, that Eric, photographed, and like when we put that up, I couldn't stop looking at it so for good. weeks. Yeah. And like so made me so happy every time I saw it. Um so there's stories behind a lot of the pieces that we've that we've um put in our store, which is really cool. And um I am really happy. It's been slow growth. Um we haven't like slow hit burn. it big with Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Previously um, named this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it helps that actually well, okay, so it did help that I had a big following from Nestled Home. Yeah. Because those people definitely um trickled over to Kindly Collected. But um those influencers don't do the share thing anymore, which I'm kind of bummed about. Yeah, I'm like always hoping that they'll share one of our kind of collected to think creatively, pieces.
0: Like, how can we collaborate with these people? What can we yeah. send them? Yep, yeah. So that's this all your business has
1: been a lot more for me personally. I think I'm always just like we have to be good marketers if we want to be um, selling a lot of our stuff. I am very confident in the pieces that we have. I'm like. I just trust both Megan and I like I would have everything that we have in that store in our house. So, um, we stand behind it, but now it's just about how do I convince you that you need this, (laughs) need this, but also for more than just like having a thing. It's not even just that you need it. It's that you want it. Yeah. You want it. And you can, you can buy it. It's okay to buy this, you know? Um, it's not just wasteful throwing away your money. Um, and then also, how do I get this in front of a lot of people? Mm-hmm. So that's totally different than what it was for Nestled Home because Nestled Home was like one client, lots of money, work on it for months, referral. Next client, lots of money, work on it for lots of months. Whereas this is like little purchases here and there. Okay, it's been like two weeks since we've gotten a purchase. Like yeah. we need to do something differently. Sure you um, seeing a correlation
0: every time you post. Every time you do something, you see a sale yep. come through. Like, Getting
1: on a story. It's
0: just all about the consistency in that game.
1: Yeah. Patience.
0: Get stuff out there.
1: Yeah. Um, also so
0: proud of you that you went to Utah and did your photo shoot of your last collection mm-hmm. all by yourself. Yeah. With the DSLR. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: It. I mean the editing did a lot of magic (laughs) yeah that was kind of fun yes I learned how to photograph kind of Eric taught me it was pretty simple Yeah. Yeah. yeah um but that has become really fun kindly collected I know this about myself I learned this about myself when I was pursuing a dance career that I don't love dance enough to pursue it as a career. Why have I done this my whole life? Oh, it's because it's a community that like comes with it. Mm -hmm. And that was, I had this like quarter life crisis when I was auditioning for companies and realized like, I don't think I wanna do dance. And I was so confused as to why, because my whole life I had said, "This this is what I'm gonna do, this is why I dropped out of college. And then, you know, you go to audition after audition after audition, you don't know anybody, you're getting turned down. And people that make it want dance the career like love dance in itself so much enough to stick that out and i was quickly like i don't want to do this anymore because this isn't why i do it i do it because of the people Mm -hmm. so nestled home something that i learned after a few months when the excitement started to die down i guess um was like ultimately i am doing this alone and i don't love that i love the collaborative process um and just I don't know the relationships that's built with working with other people so it's been a dream to be able to do this with one of my best friends and just gives us that excuse to like talk more um it always trickles into real life community yeah it's super super fun and it 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 gives us I mean for me Megan has more experience than I do she doesn't she does have that degree so I think for me, I have this affirmation of like I think this is cool and then for somebody who I look up to to say, "Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not crazy." You know, and so and just I think I would imagine she probably feels the same way. Just having somebody sure. say, "No, this is great," yeah. and give you that like boost of confidence is super nice because you can totally second guess yourself in circles when yeah. you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. Um, so I would love to transition to more um, kindly collected, focused work. So we had this realization a couple weeks ago, we are both finishing projects for clients. And we had my sister who also now owns a design studio, um, reach out to us, super last minute, like in a a frantic like text said, do you have any pieces? That we can use. We have a client who we're photographing for tomorrow. We didn't realize that she wanted us to come so soon, and we're scrambling for these pieces. We just weren't there yet, but we need them by 8 a.m. tomorrow. And most of our inventory is in Utah, but I had thrifted a couple pieces, and I had uh, personally I owned one of our baskets, and I said, "Okay, you can use this. I'll just replace it. I have these taper holders here. You know, I just haven't shipped them to Utah yet. Let me know." They used them. The clients bought them, loved them. And then (laughs) Megan and I were like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, We could be on to something here because, okay, you see the pieces, you love them. But then you see them in your home and you have to have them. (laughs) You can't just like – but that's what designers do. They come in, they put their stuff on it to take their photos, and then the client can keep what they want or not.
0: You've also gone creatively with free – uh, Photoshopping, it's like, hey, send us a photo of your room and mm-hmm. we'll Photoshop our stuff yeah. into the room to show you what it looks like. Yep. Awesome idea. We sold plenty of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did sell a lot of stuff with that, which awesome. was cool. Um, Again, just seeing it in your space, people, that's a disconnect that I think I forget. It's like a gift to be able to see something be like, that's going to work. This is going to look good. Mm-hmm. Where people are just like, is it? I don't know. I just don't see what should go here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gaining confidence in that. But, um, yeah. So, thinking, yeah, marketing more towards designers, um, or staging or whatever, instead of just like the individual customer, mm-hmm. but also other businesses, mm-hmm. could you be could really just be cool.
0: One of those, one of those tools in their tool belt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I want people to come awesome. to me yeah. and say, can I have a bunch of inventory yeah. for staging photos tomorrow? That's awesome. And then keep whatever, 75% of it. Yep. That would be awesome. So that was really fun. And that's kind of where we're at right yeah, now. Exciting. Um, exciting. My friend, a veteran business owner at this point, said that the best advice someone gave to her was you should never be working so much in your business that you can't work on your business Mm. and I feel that so hard yeah um
0: I'm in that season right now yeah I'm in it not on it
1: yeah I mean when you're editing you can't so what I the reason that came up is because I said Megan and I are both full-time moms we are very much in it like our kids are toddlers they are home with us more than they're not Uh, we've got three of them it's crazy all the time we started this business it did take you know, a decent amount of late night work, but now we're at a point where we get a sale in our free time. We get that sale taken care of, shipped out, and then we're looking for new products. And it's like, we're so in the midst of just trying to keep the business afloat that there's not much time to dream about what the next step is and how to get that into fruition. And I tell Eric sometimes like the biggest difference between you and me and having these businesses like you go to the studio and you have this free time and this headspace to to dream about where your business is going and Mm -hmm. how you can get it there. And I don't have that luxury because it's like I've got a 30 minute window where my kids going to be watching a show and my other ones are going to nap and I'm going to fulfill this order. Mm -hmm. And I can't use that time to dream about how, you know, when and when I am, it's like, on a car ride and it's just these like jumbled half thought things with my kids talking to me in the background it takes a little bit longer for things to actually happen Mm -hmm. um, because our life is just still really chaotic right now and um, I think I am at a place now where I see where Eric has been coming from with like Um, hiring people is really beneficial because if I can, yeah, if I can outsource someone to do the grunt work, that doesn't really require any creative me. It doesn't require me to package this box and take it to USPS and, um, figure out what the lowest rates are for shipping and Mm -hmm. do that research. Like those are all things I'm doing right now. That's not why people want Mm -hmm. us so why do they want us? That's what we need to be putting more of our energy into. Um, I don't think we're there yet. Like from a financial perspective. Yeah, you to for a while doing that until yeah. it
0: becomes profitable enough to then outsource.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, I see the value in it. So. 100%, yeah. Maybe we'll But it's like there. that
0: incentivizes the grind now in that season to get to that place, you yeah. know? But. Getting
1: a foot cramp. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're going long. Okay, I'm going to start wrapping it up here. Um, I had some more questions, but I don't want it to run too long. Just to kind of spark notes, I'll kind of answer some of these for you. We got this condo rented in 24 Mm -hmm. hours. We listed it. Boom. Got it rented. That was the dream. (laughs) We needed that conditionally for the home purchase that we are making. Our close date is very soon, June Third, mm-hmm. and we'll be moving in in June we'll have four bedrooms a backyard a basement mm-hmm. and just a new place to design and have Ugh, fun with and
1: breathe in like square have footage breathe in room the square footage to foot. spread our limbs <laughs> have yeah have so we're moving space. because we need more space we just do we need a yard um, we need
0: the children to just
1: be outside
0: which will hopefully give you more of an opportunity to pursue some of these things totally. more
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah mm-hmm.
0: okay so that's happening that's really exciting now we're going to do some batting practice oh and you know what batting practice is right you've you've mm-hmm. listened to the podcast yeah yep right
1: yes <laughs> save oh uh, okay here we go your number one fan
0: batting practice fast questions if you don't answer them quick enough i'm Wait, moving do you to the think next you're one you're
1: gonna know the answers to all of most of them so if i answer in a way you didn't think are you gonna say it
0: I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Okay, Okay, here we go. Ready? Uh huh. Here we go. Favorite kind of shoe?
1: (laughs) That's the weirdest question.
0: It's batting practice. Come on, (laughs) Favorite kind of shoe? A sneaker. How tall are you? 5'4. If you could visit another country for a year, which one would it be? Thailand. Your children's middle names?
1: Eric, Knox, Jane.
0: We're not publicly saying No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) What did you eat for breakfast?
1: Oh, scrambled
0: eggs? Leftovers? Can I buy a Tesla?
1: Not yet.
0: (laughs) Ever gonna get a tattoo?
1: Yeah. Where? Me?
0: Yeah.
1: Somewhere where people won't see it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Favorite horror film.
1: Ew! Gosh! Hate them.
0: Do your best English accent.
1: Hello. <laughs> ideal
0: time to wake up
1: oh 6am Baby, hello <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one it sounded good. how
0: many nieces and nephews do you have
1: oh god 15 <laughs> that's a guess we that's can fast check that It's a good
0: guess she's one of 7 kids in her family and her oldest has 8 children her oldest
1: sister no, has 8 children no she has 9 9 oh my god see 9 it's too hard to keep going 10, 11
0: anyway 12, 12, 12, that was good batting practice 14. Thank, I was only a five one taking if uh, you really enjoyed this episode of the podcast if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video that helps us out a ton. Subscribe if you're not subscribed to the channel, turn on the bell. Anytime we post, we post every Monday. So if you're also interested in checking us out on Patreon, that helps support us and what we're doing. Just five bucks a month. We do um, extra innings episodes where we just break down each guest and what we thought about all of that. This one's going to be really interesting with Steven. I'll talk about everything we talked about. and Be um, nice, Steve. <laughs> we, <laughs> um, yeah, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you could give us a five-star review on one of those platforms and maybe a review, that's really helpful in getting this out to more people if you think that's going to help more people in what we talk about, sustainability and entrepreneurship. So thank you. Uh, i got to say, uh, I think you might be. The most beautiful guest we've had so far. Oh,
1: Eric. Just saying. I'm just thinking of like, <laughs> think of, like, Jesse Driftwood listening to the <laughs> this episode or something and being like, I got so much out of that.
0: <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> like, I told Eric, I'm like, why are you interviewing me?
0: <laughs> I think, honestly, it was one of the... Oh. It was a very interesting episode. Mm. I, we... It was like therapy. I knew it would be for us. So that was good. Just realizing Thanks, a lot of cool stuff. Thanks, Rally Caps. Yeah.
1: For this one-hour therapy sesh. Thanks.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace.